Hey, welcome home to Cassidy. My name is Stephen Mitchell, and it is a great joy to be here with you, to be able to come together to celebrate what God is doing uh, in the midst of, of the current situation that the world finds itself in uh, and, and in this new online community. I'm so glad that you're joining us online. I, my hope is that you have found in us a group of folks who desire to be more like Jesus. We recognize we're not uh, perfect, but we know the one who is, and that's Jesus Christ, and he invites us into a relationship, and, and we come into relationship with one another and with him uh, so that we can be be made more and more into the image of God. Uh, if you're new here, a special welcome to you. I'm excited that you are choosing to spend some of your time with us as we continue this sermon series. So uh, a shout out to you. Uh, tell us where you're from. If you're from around here or if you're not from around here, just let us know because we're committed uh, to making this online worship service and this online community, uh, a community that is faith-based, that is seeking after uh, transformation in the name of Jesus Christ. So welcome. I'm glad that you're with us. Hey, last week we started a brand new sermon series, and that sermon series was called uh, Questions Grown-Ups Ask About the Bible. And we started by asking uh, a pretty humorous question, which was, were there dinosaurs on Noah's Ark? Uh, and the reason that we started this series really is because in, in my life and probably in your life as well, you, as you've gotten older, the older we get, the less questions we tend to ask. We, we, we become set in our ways or we believe we understand something. And so the whole series, this whole idea behind this series is just uh, an idea of, hey, let's ask questions. Let's ask questions of Bible. Let's ask questions of God. Let's ask questions of one another so that we can grow and learn and, and understand what God is calling us into uh, each and every single day. Uh, our, our question last week, like I said, was, were there dinosaurs on Noah's Ark? This week, our question is, why do bad things happen? Why do bad things happen? What is it uh, that causes bad things, not, not necessarily the cause of bad things, because we've experienced some of that, but, but how does a good God allow for bad things to happen? And so what we're, what we're going to be looking at today really is a question about uh, God's action, God's providence in the world. And maybe you've experienced God's providence in this way. You're driving to the shopping mall around Christmas time, and this is before COVID, uh, and you're driving to the shopping mall, and you get to the, the front of the, the shopping mall right by the store you want to go into, and somebody is backing out of the parking spot right next to the door. Radiant beams of light are shining down on this parking spot, and you're like, oh, the Lord has blessed me with the front row parking. Uh, and maybe you, you think to yourself, uh, that's, that's divine providence. That's God working in the world on my behalf. For me, I, I had, uh, I've had that experience before, which is a blessing. Uh, but I had one that goes a little bit deeper than that. I, I, was, uh, I was out of work. I'd been out of work for a long time. And uh, my parents were actually helping me to try to pay, pay rent and things like that because uh, of, of the amount of time that I'd been out. And I, I was a dad, and uh, it was just a rough time for me. And the dryer decided to go out. And I was like, I just can't, 
I can't call my mom and dad and be like, hey, can y'all help me buy a new dryer? I just couldn't justify it. And so in, in my head, I said, okay, we're going to go online. We're going to figure out how to fix a dryer. Now, this is a gas dryer. And just so you're aware, I am not a gas dryer repairman. Uh, I don't know very much about gas dryers at all, uh, and, except that if you do it wrong, it could make the house explode. And I wasn't really a fan of that. Didn't want to hurt my kids. Didn't want to die in a, a blaze of glory uh, or a blaze of idiocy, as the case may be. Uh, but what I wanted to do was to not have to pay for it. And so I went online and I was pouring over uh, information on my specific dryer. And everything I read said, hey, all you got to do is go and buy this really inexpensive piece and you put it in and, and the dryer will work again. And I was like, I could really get behind that. I would love for that to happen. And so I uh, found a place that was down the road from, from my house. I drove over there uh, and I talked to the guy and he said, yeah, the, that if they came out to do it, it would be $65 an hour. Uh, and usually it takes about 15 minutes to get to my house. They're there and at 15 minutes, so it would be two hour minimum billing. So it would be like $130. And I was like, well, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, and so how much is the part? Well, the part was only six bucks. And I was excited by that. So I bought the part and the guy was like, yeah, it's really simple to do. You just take the old one out and you put the new one in and you're good. And I was very encouraged because that's what the internet had said. So I go home and uh, I, I take the front of the dryer off and I lay down on the concrete floor in the basement. And I, I reach in and I grab the old one and I pull it out and I put the new part in and I get up confident in my skills and my ability and press the dryer button and nothing happened. It, it didn't fix it. It didn't do anything. And, and I sat down kind of dejected and, and just at my wits end and prayed, God, I, I can't call mom and dad. Please help me. Give me some wisdom, some insight, some holy dryer fixing skills uh, just to make a difference. And, and I decided uh, that I was going to reach my hand in and pull it out and just reseat it again. Uh, and I remember vividly, I was laying on the concrete in front of that dryer. I reached my hand in and I grabbed it and I pulled this piece out. And when I did, I felt a wire move. And so I, I, I grabbed the flashlight and I, I shined it in there. And sure enough, there was a wire hanging down. And I looked on the component and there was a place for the wire to connect. And so I don't know if the other component still actually worked and the wire had just come off or what, uh, but I, I, I reached back in and I hooked the wire up and I put it back in and I shut the, the front of the dryer. I was that confident that God had resolved it and I turned the dryer on and sure enough, sure enough, it worked. What, what a glorious moment in my life. I had saved myself uh, a brand new dryer or at least 130 bucks in, in uh, fees to get that part replaced because I had been able to do it uh, and, and I really believe that it was God's providence, that God did something in that moment to help me out. Um, but the difficulty is, when we look at something simple like that, like, wow, Steve got help from God on fixing a dryer, the hard thing is, is when, when I pray that my dad will get better from cancer and he doesn't, or when you have prayed for a situation to change and it doesn't. And, and we can look at you know, the, the, the joking radiant beams of light on the parking spot as God's providence or, or fixing the dryer as God's providence. But when difficult things come up and, and God doesn't seem to answer the way that we want, where is God's providence 
in that moment? Why is God choosing one way in one moment and another way in another? And, and, and the, that's a problem that we have in our world. And that's really the, the question that we're going to be looking at today is why do bad things happen? Uh, and it's a bigger question. So what we're going to look at is we're going to look at God's providence because God's providence is God's intervention in the universe, that God is doing something, making a change intentionally on behalf of you or your people or his people in some way. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. And, and the reason that we're doing that is because this question of why do bad things happen is a little bit deeper uh, than sometimes we give it credit for. For example, uh, why do bad things happen is really kind of the cornerstone of some atheist thoughts. Uh, they call this uh, the, the, the problem of evil or the problem of suffering or the problem of uh, or, or why bad things happen. Or, but it's so many different names. They call it, uh, in atheism, they call it the stone of atheism because they can stand upon this stone and they can uh, demonstrate that, that God doesn't exist, they say. And they're, they're their question, their conundrum, the difficulty that they have stems from this. If God is all-powerful, if God is all-good, then how can evil exist? Uh, and, and this is known as the problem of evil or the problem of suffering. Uh, and it's a philosophical argument. If you watch a Christian and an atheist debate, this is probably going to be brought up in that debate as the problem of evil. How does the problem of evil be, get overcome by faith, or how does it not get overcome is, is really that argument. And, and we can sit there and, you know, I'm going to talk through some of the concepts of it. What I'm going to tell you right now, uh, hopefully you don't just check out and are done for the rest of the, the service because there is good information here, uh, but I don't have the answer. I really don't. I have some ideas, and we're going to talk about those. But the difficult—I mean, if I had the answer, I'd probably write a book, and it would have been a bestseller, and yeah, I'd have been a big deal. But instead, uh, I'm not, and we're hanging out here together. So um, that's kind of the idea: is that that we're going to ask this question of why do bad things happen? But but it doesn't have a clear-cut, easy answer. Uh, and so we're going to do some investigating, we're going to do some digging, and we're going to try and understand a little bit. In order to do that, we have to understand what we're really asking um, in this argument, in this conversation. And the first thing is, we need to understand a little bit more about God. In, in, an, in the, the problem of evil, the, the difficulty is knowing that God has the capacity to change things, and does not. And so we want to define our understanding of God. God is both omnipotent and omniscient. What that means is God can do all things and God knows all things. Now for my atheist friends, if you're checking this out today, here, here's the deal. I, I want to add a caveat to this. God can do all things that are logically possible. And I say that because there's a very famous atheistic argument that goes something like this. If God can do all things, can God make a rock that he himself cannot lift? And, and it's really just a logic puzzle that, that doesn't have a solution. And so we're going to say that God can do all things that are logically possible, that God is able to do those things, and that God knows all things. So that's our, our first 
definition, understanding who, uh, that, that, that this is what God is. And, and how do we know, first, that God is able to do all things? How can we do that? And, and the answer comes in Scripture. Uh, more than likely, you've experienced some of this in your life, that God can do all things, and that's why you're uh, a follower of Jesus. But if not, check this out. It says in Scripture, Ah, the Lord, uh, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. There is nothing too difficult or too wonderful for you. That gives us a picture that God is, is all-powerful, that God really can do everything. We believe that God created the heavens and the earth and set the, the, the heavens in motion, and the universe is, is by His design. And so that's where we start, that this God has the ability to do all things. And then second uh, of the problem of evil question is that God is good. And, and where do we see God's goodness. Well, for me, I like to turn to the Psalms. It says this, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. God cries out to let us know that God is good uh, so the, the difficulty then is this. We have a God who is all-powerful, and we have a God who is all-good, and yet evil exists. So how can we rectify that? The problem is it wouldn't be too difficult if only two of those three things were true. Uh, for example, if God was not all-powerful, but God was all-good, then evil would exist because God didn't have any control over it. Or if God was all-powerful, but not all good, then evil could exist because God willed it uh, to exist. And, 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 and so when we put all three of them in there, it makes it so difficult for us to, to try and navigate because God, God being all powerful, God can make a difference and all good, we, we expect him to make a difference and yet evil exists. And, and, and so that can be a stumbling block for us. I've known Christians that have decided to stop following Jesus Christ because they went through a time when they couldn't get past God's inaction on their behalf. Maybe you're feeling like that now. Maybe with this current situation where we have uh, so many things going on in our world, you're, you're feeling at your wit's end. And, and so I want you to stick around while we get through this because at the end, we've got some insight, some, some hope that we can receive uh, from, from God on, on this very subject. And so now we need to, to kind of shift our understanding. So now we understand what God is, omniscient, omnipotent. He can do all things uh, and is there. Now we need to understand a little bit about how we define evil. Evil comes in two flavors, uh, really, uh, in, uh, in, for the argument's sake. The first is moral evil. Uh, my guess is that you have experienced moral evil uh, multiple times in your life. That's when a person chooses 
to, to do harm or to do evil toward another person or another place or another thing. Uh, it's when, it, it, this is the reason we have school shooter drills is because someone has chosen in the past to go into a school and cause harm and damage to students and teachers. And uh, this is moral evil that somebody has chosen to do harm. Now the difficulty, it comes for me more in natural evil Natural evil is hurricanes, tornadoes, uh, COVID-19, global pandemics, things like that, where we're not the instigators of the problem, but the problem exists. And so when we look at evil in that way, we have the, the moral evil or the choice to do evil, and then we have natural evil, which I, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news, but we, I mean, we've had uh, global pandemic that's been going on. We've had uh, two tornadoes that ripped through Texas in the middle of the night. We had two hurricanes coming through the Gulf of Mexico back to back. Things are just crazy right now. And, and we, can, we can sit there and we can ask, well, God, where are you in the middle of this? I don't know if you've been praying like I have. God, do away with this global pandemic. God, do away with the, the damage and destruction from the hurricane. Help people to, to recover quickly. Um, all of those things. And we can wonder, we can wonder why those things happen, how those things occur. And, and the difficult answer behind that is us. <laughs> I, I, I don't like saying it, but it's, it's the reason um, that, that so many things are, are difficult in our world. I don't know if you remember uh, in the Old Testament, in Genesis, there's the story of creation and God created the heavens and the earth and everything was good and God uh, was, was delighted in his creation. And he told the man and the woman, hey, you can do anything you want except for eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And humanity chose to rebel against God. Humanity chose to turn away from God uh, and, and, and follow its own course. And, and it says this in the Bible. It says this, cursed is the ground because of you. Now hear that. It doesn't say I am cursing the ground because of what you did. So God isn't cursing the ground, but the ground is cursed because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your brow. You will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. So our choice to rebel against God caused some fundamental shift in creation that we have, not, uh, we have not been successful in being able to overcome. Something occurred in creation that, that sent it off kilter. It's the reason why moral evil exists, because people choose that. But even more, it's the reason why natural evil exists. So the question then is, what, what, what can God do about that? Why did God allow that to begin with? Why would a good God who is all-powerful allow for that to happen? And friends, the answer is this, because God loves us. And, and maybe you're like, wait a minute, what? Evil exists because of love? Uh, and so let me explain. Here's what I mean. God desires love from us. And love is not something that, be, can, that can be coerced or forced. 
Love has to be a choice. And so God gave humanity the choice to be obedient to God, to love God, or the choice to seek our own will and put ourselves uh, in, in front of God. And, and, and so that option, that opportunity, we took over and over and over for the brokenness of the world. And that's really, so when we, when we ask the question, why do bad things happen? Because we've done bad things, because we allow bad things to happen. We have chosen from the beginning to put ourselves before God, to seek our own desires instead of seeking after what God is offering to us. And, and so, you know, the, the, the quick and easy question and answer is, why do bad things happen? Because we're jacked up. Why did God allow that? Because God longs for us to be whole, and God hopes that we will continue to choose Him. And, and, and God's love for us allows us to make that choice. So friends, my hope is that as we have gotten to this place, you're able to see, okay, logically, I understand that. Uh, the problem is evil still exists. And so what, what are we going to do about it? What do we do in the midst of evil? How do we live our lives in a world that is broken and disoriented and, and quite frankly, upside down because of the current situation that we find ourselves in? And so I wanted to, to uh, as I promised earlier, to offer some hope. Um, I don't know about you, but every time in my life when I'm in the middle of suffering, I have a hard time seeing God. I heard a story from a, another pastor, and he said he went to the hospital to visit a, a, a lady that was at his church that was suffering from cancer, and she'd been taking the radiation treatments, and they were uh, making her super nauseous. She was throwing up all the time, and, and he had the audacity to ask her, well, how is it with your faith? And she said, Pastor, it's really hard to be Christian with your head in the toilet. And the truth of that is that when you're suffering, when you're in the middle of, of experiencing the storms raging around you, it is hard to see God with you. But when you get through it and you look back, often you're able to see how God has helped to carry you through that. You remember that old uh, poem about footprints in the sand where uh, a man is walking by, by the beach and, and, and his life is playing before his eyes. And every time he sees a difficult time in his life, he only sees one set of footprints. And he says, God, where were you? And God answers, my child, it was then that I carried you. It was then that I was the one who was doing the walking while you were being carried by me in my arms. That's the God that we serve. Even in the midst of evil, we're invited into a relationship where God is working to bring us wholeness and healing and life and love. Don't forget, God said this, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He also said this, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Again, he says this, be strong and courageous. Do not Fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And finally, the Lord your God is in your midst, 
a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. This is the God that walks with us in the brokenness. This is the God that goes with us when we are crying out with words that don't make any sense, when, when words won't do and we groan from the inmost of our spirit. God is right there with us, crying over his beloved and holding us up and helping us get through it. So while I don't have the answer on why God's providence is so easy to see in some places and so hard to find in others, what I know is that God is bigger than big and greater than great, and that if we walk faithfully alongside of him, he will be right there to uphold us and to carry us when we're down and to comfort us when we mourn and to be present with us at all points of our life. My hope is that although this question is going to continue, and my guess is you're going to experience difficult times in your life, and you're going to ask this question, God, where are you more, uh, more times in your life than you probably definitely than you want. I know for me it's been that same way, but that you'll recognize that God is right there with you, even when it doesn't seem like he's answering the way that you want, even when it doesn't seem like it's going the way you think it should, that God is present with you. Let's pray. Almighty God, we don't understand all of the things going on. We, we, we are having difficulty right now just finding our way to the surface of the storm, stormy sea. Because everything is so upside down. The world uh, seems to be fighting just to destroy itself. And so, God, we ask for you to be present with us in the middle of this storm. As you walked through the sea and, and calmed the storm, help calm the storm of this world here and now. Father, we ask that you would be present with us and that you would you would rid the world of COVID-19, that you would have a miraculous healing or a miraculous cleansing of that, that you would do away with cancer. God, you know from my heart, the bottom of my heart, I long for that. But God, give me patience and peace and understanding that my ways are not your ways and that you are bigger and greater and understand far more than what I understand. And help me to come to grips with that. And help me to rely on you even in the darkness. And Father, if there's somebody out there that has been standing on the rock of atheism, believing that your goodness cannot exist or that you cannot exist because uh, a, an all-powerful God that is all good would not allow evil to exist, help them to understand just how much you love them. Help them to understand your grace and, and the way that you are offering yourself to them so that they could have wholeness and healing in their life. Be with them and invite them into that relationship. And God, help them to hold nothing back. And if that's you, if that person is you and you're willing to take that step with Jesus, I just pray that you would pray with me and say, God, I, I haven't done what you want me to do. I, I, I've sometimes been far from you, but be with me now and help me to come to life in Jesus Christ. 
And friends, together as your church, God, help us to to be more like Jesus. Help us to love more like Jesus and help us to live more like Jesus when things are good and even when the world is upside down and things are not so good. We ask this in the name of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everyone agreed and said, amen.